Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. And I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of Location Indie. And you may have noticed there was no timer in this episode, Trav. Yes, that's because once a month, we're going to be rolling out a very special bonus episode for you where we're highlighting one of our Location Indie members and their story of how they became location independent. We're going to be doing that today. So let's get into it. Each person's location independent journey is unique. We all have our own creative approach to business, to travel, and how we blend all of that together to manifest our ideal lifestyle. And one of the things that inspires me most day in and day out is when we see location indie members consistently taking action towards their goals and leaning on the LI community along the way for support and advice while also giving back. And that's why each month we highlight one member of our Location Indie community who's putting in the work that it takes to go LI. And we highlight them not only to recognize their efforts and show off uh, what they're doing, but also so we can learn from their wins and setbacks. And that's why I'm super excited to welcome this month's Location Indie Member of the Month, Melissa. Congrats, Melissa. Huge welcome. Hi. Yay. I'm excited to be here. And we were just chatting before we started recording here, but I want you to let everyone else know uh, and rub it into anyone else who isn't <laughs> in as cool a place as you are. Where are you at right now? Kind of give us just, we're going we're gonna to dive way far back in, into your past and talk about the location independent journey, but just give us like an encapsulation of the last month because you've been doing some really cool stuff. I have. I have been in Mexico. Right now I'm in Puerto Morales um, and I'm here until Friday. And then I'm going back home, which is sad. But for the last month, I've done so many things. I went to the MexX um, thing in Carretero. And then I, I got to see the Butterfly Sanctuary near there a few hours away, which was amazing. And I stayed in Carretero for about two weeks. And then I went to um, Ekbalam. And oh, before that, I went to Valladolid and I went to some fun places and I saw flamingos and a pink lake and crocodiles and pyramids and things. And then, yeah, and then Ekbalam is this tiny little village and I went to help take care of some village dogs there. And then I went to meet one of my best friends in... Um, I met her in Playa del Carmen, and then we went to Akumal, where we went to a monkey sanctuary. Woo! And I've been snorkeling, and I saw a turtle yesterday when I was snorkeling. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's been fantastic. So you just, you like took this Mexico lifestyle and decided you were going to run with it, essentially. Oh yeah. <laughs> Figure, why not? Why not? And if you guys are listening, you hear Melissa mention a lot about animals, which is a huge part of your life. We're going to talk about that as well. And I loved it because as you as you said this, you took this idea of going to Mexex. So the, the retreat that we did down in Calaitero in Mexico for, for um, LI folks, and we had about 30 people there. And what was really neat is some people went down early. So we had Lily go down and she's been living there for like two months and Jeremy was living there 
for like a month before. And then we had some people like Melissa say, all right, I'm using this to kick off an adventure. So I'm coming down to Mexico. I'm going to a place I'd never been with in Querétaro. And now I am going to go and basically spin that off into a whole month of adventure in a brand new country, which to me is essentially the LI lifestyle, right? Like you, you, you set a reason to go somewhere. And, and for you, like the beginning reason was, let me go to this Mexico retreat with LI members. But then you're like, well, I'm not just going to go to that. I'm going to go then do a lot of other stuff. So how, discuss that, like how much of that was planned and how far in advance did you plan to, to do all this? Um, I was kind of slacking on the Mexico thing because a prior trip took all my, <laughs> all my planning skills. Um, so I didn't do as much planning for this trip as I did for the past one, but really it only took a, you know, a few weeks to really pull it all together and get in touch with people and try to make plans. Yeah. Nice. Well, you talked about a previous trip. Let's, let's dive. So now we're, we're just going to work backwards now. Okay. Let's dive into that because I want to talk about your location independent journey. One of the reasons that I love having you on as a member of the month is this month is because you did something really cool, really courageous, really brave. And, you know, maybe looking back on it, you're like, uh, you, you might poo poo it a little bit. I don't know. But to, to us, and, and I think in the moment, it was, it was pretty neat. Talk about this first, like, jump into LI, this trip that you took this past January. Okay. Um, well, yeah, when I was in Denver, I went to the Denver experience and um, was talking about what I wanted to do. And then people were kind of like, why aren't you just doing it? And I was like, I don't know. And then I've thought of all the reasons I was scared. And um, I don't know, just being around that many people that were kind of like, well, you have like, because I have like a side job I can do online. And they're like, well, you ha- you can make money. Why don't you just do it? And they all were just staring at me. And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I can do it. <laughs> and so, yeah, it took a little bit of, you know, talking it out and everything. But then I chose a date to leave when I was there. And I chose um, January 5th. And I committed to it right there. And I don't think I would have had I not said, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'd be doing right now. I would have definitely put it off longer. I would have decided I had to like save money or be responsible, which (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Didn't really work out that way. (laughs) Nice. nice. (laughs) I'm still working out. I'm still alive. I still have some money left. Um, (laughs) So then, yeah. So then I chose to leave and I actually ended up leaving on um, January 8th, I think, other than the 5th, but I was close. And then, yeah, so I went to um, the UK because I'd always wanted to go to this donkey sanctuary there. And um, for like years now, I'd had this plan to travel to animal sanctuaries around the world. And I kind of attempted it once about eight years ago, nine years ago, and I didn't get very far with that. And it's always been in the back of my head that I still wanted to do it. So I've been thinking about it more and more. And then, um, yeah, so then I decided I'm going to start in January and I'm going to start at the donkey sanctuary. I've been watching the donkey cam and talking about for eight years. <laughs> eight years of watching the donkey cam led you to that moment, January yes. 8th, when you were able to take a flight and go to see those donkeys in real life. And I got to be on the cam too. <laughs> Even I was their stall. I'm like, hey. <laughs> oh man. So then, all right, you talked about the fears, right? And and so it's important if I give people a timeline, because I love seeing that. We Melissa committed to this end of September. So we did our Denver retreat. And some of you guys who are on the call were were with us there. 
And so it was end of September and she said, I'm going to leave January 5th. And then she did. She left January 8th, which is fine. Still give you an A plus for that. (laughs) Um, So essentially you're talking about October, November, December to get it ready and to go. So we're talking about a three month lead time. But you mentioned the fears that that you had or or the the excuses or the reasons that you were coming up with of why you couldn't do that. And, And we flesh those out a bit in Denver. What were some of those reasons that you were saying, hey, I can't, I can't do this. I can't go and be on the donkey cam and visit all these animal <laughs> sanctuaries around Europe. I can't do that because of what? What were those ones that kept popping up that were holding you back? Well, there was, you know, quite a few. Um, first was that I had kind of tried it before in the past and failed in my, you know, and by kind of tried it, I mean, I wrote two grants and didn't get them and that was it. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask you. So, so, so you, what did failure mean? So you said, I'm going to write a few grants to mm-hmm. see if I can get money to take this trip. And you wrote those yeah. and then an outside and, factor, an external factor said no, for whatever yeah. reason, they didn't give you the grant. And that was the extent of it then. That, and that was nine years ago, right? Yeah. It was like during the recession and I was in New York city and I was like, everything was just falling apart kind of. And I was like trying to be an artist and trying to, you know, just nothing was working. And that was just another thing that wasn't working. And I just kind of, you know, I had been making it as an artist in New York city and then the recession kind of killed it. So I was like, oh, well, everything just failed. <laughs> and like, So that was a big one. I felt like one of the guys in the um, Denver group had really kind of, kind of did the like, got in there and was like, tell me why, tell me why. And I'm like, you can oh give God, a shout out. Who, who was it? <laughs> who, who was um, the guy that has the dad blog? Oh, um, Jason, Jason Gass. Jason, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy or Jason. Yeah. So he was just like really getting in there and yelling at me kind of. And I was like, ah, I'm scared. <laughs> but he, he really, he got it out of me. Um, yeah. So there was that. And then there's the, just like the usual stuff of, um, you know, like I have health insurance. I have like a 401k. I have, you know, a bank account. And I don't know, just I've never been one to be the most like normal, responsible path kind of people. Like I just... I don't know, but right, you know, right then I was kind of on that path and like, I felt like, oh, well, maybe I should just stick to this because this is what you're supposed to do, even though I mm-hmm. never really do what I'm supposed to do. But yeah, so that was part of it too. And then, you know, money and health insurance was a big one, I have to say. Yeah. yeah. What then, okay, so we talked about Jason and he is great at like, first off, he's a bit scary, but he's super nice. He's like the dude who's oh, yeah, really so nice. like big and muscle bound. And you're like, oh, you're actually a teddy bear, but you're you're really great in this role of scaring me in the beginning because I don't know you're a teddy bear. Um, yeah. And and pulled out of you. So then what, when you finally committed, because this is an important part too, you committed and we we're in Denver and, and that was one of the best parts for me of the Denver experience was you sitting up there in front of everyone. You're like, all right, I'm going to pick a date. And you picked it. And we we're like, this is cool because someone's saying they're going to do something that they've been putting off for eight, nine years and, (laughs) and feeling like they can't do. And she just wants to be on that donkey cam, you know? (laughs) And so, but then let's, let's go after Denver because I think a lot of times you have these like highs and, and, and you're with people and they're motivating you and you say, all right, I'm going to do this. But then we left Denver. What kept you going the, over those three months then to when you left, like was, was there trepidation? Was there fear? Was there, Hey, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't do this. What, what was it like in that interim period? 
You know, I was pretty like set after I said it because I felt like I'd really made a commitment to everybody and like it was an accountability thing. And then I also started a mass started like being part of a mastermind group from some of the people that were in Denver. So we met every two weeks over Skype, I think. And um, just, I don't know, it was just really, that was just added on to the accountability factor that I was still doing that. And then through the Mighty Network and everything too, people were really supportive and checking in and like, yeah, I just kind of felt like as soon as I said I was going to do it, I felt better like I was going to do it. And I didn't really second guess it after that. Nice. And I, I came think- home and I quit my job like, a, I don't know, <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> I gave him a couple months notice, but I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. That just goes to show how important it is to say it publicly, right? I mean, I think the two things, you said it publicly. And so it was like a weight off your shoulders where you said, I had all these reasons I couldn't. Now that I've said it, people are not only going to hold me accountable, but I also feel like I'm going to hold myself accountable because it's out there. It's not just rattling around in my head. And then the second thing that you mentioned, I think this is huge too, is you just surrounded yourself then with people who heard you say it, knew you wanted to do it. And then just kept checking in with you every couple of weeks. All right, how's it going? And making yeah. sure you happen. I think those are like two invaluable things that people can do is make it make it real by saying it publicly and it's going to help you. And then and then getting accountability from other people out there. You mentioned you quit your job. Let's let's talk about how that happened too, because one of your fears you mentioned, and and we were talking about this in Denver, was was the money aspect. And of course, it's a huge fear for most people. Hey, you have a, a, a job, a paycheck, there's some sort of stability somewhere yeah. and getting rid of that stability. Let, let's walk through that a bit because that's a huge thing for people. And I think you, part of your story that I really liked is that you, I, I don't know if you didn't realize it or maybe you could tell it better, is that you did have this side hustle, but you kind of didn't give it any yeah. <laughs> any credit. I, I don't know the right word to say. Like you said, oh, but I am doing something on the side. I'm making money. And everyone's like, <laughs> okay, that's an important part of story. Tell us about your what your job situation was like when you made this decision. So I worked full time at Animal Hospital um, as an animal as a vet tech. Um, I think animal nurse is how most people understand it. And um, so I was doing that full time, and then I also have um, another job, a contract with the Natural History Museum in New York, doing the layout design work for their um, new discoveries and bulletin work and stuff that the scientists put out. So I've been doing that for like, I don't know, seven years or something. And I just, the thing is, it's not consistent. Like, I don't know when I'm getting work. So that part has always kind of made me feel like I didn't have a lot of, um, I just don't, don't know when to depend on getting work, but I get a certain amount each year and it's been pretty dependable now. And it's a pretty good amount. So it's like, I just need to like budget and, you know, prepare in a different way now. So yeah. And then I do um, science illustration as well. So I'll get certain clients, you know, at certain times doing whatever they want. So, and that's also not dependable. So I think the fact that none of that, that job is not dependable in a way, um, although it it, it is, <laughs> it's just, it was kind of like, well, I'm not getting like a paycheck every two weeks or I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm getting it once a month when I have whatever amount of work. So yeah. thinking about it that way, it was, it seemed like something I shouldn't depend on, I guess is what I should. Yeah. And I think, I think that's to me been, and I think to most people we talk about as, as entrepreneurs or people going out on their own is one of the toughest challenges is 
you don't know when it's coming in. And, and so I'll give you an example. Like the first couple of years that I did stuff on my own, it, it ended up being at the end of the year, pretty similar, but the way I got there was yeah. completely different. And, yeah. and so, you know, it, it, it certainly, I'm not downplaying it because I was in the same boat. Like you don't know when it's happening. And then at the end of the year, you sit back, you're like, Whoa, okay. There is actually some stability. It's just not a week to week to week stability. It's more yeah. of a, big picture stability, you know, a yearly stability or every couple months stability when you look at it. And um, it's hard because a lot of us are, are used to and conditioned to, well, I know how much I'm making and that's easy. So I'm not saying it's easy by any means, but I think what was neat about your story was you said, well, when I actually do look at this from a whole perspective, I am making a decent amount and I am making it pretty dependably over the last seven years. It's just not the same as the paycheck I'm getting from from the vet hospital. Yeah. What did that feel like then when you decided to go in and quit at the vet hospital? Like walk us through that emotional roller coaster if, if it was one. It was, it was because I'm very good friends with a woman who owns the hospital. I just, I love her and she, I just love her, how she runs her business and I love being a part of it, but it's just kind of not exactly doesn't work for me completely. Um, just a lot of different aspects of the job it has nothing to do with the place or anything like that. But I was like, also convinced that like, Oh, you know, I'm, I thought I was super important there. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you know, they need me. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I thought it was way more important than I was, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, actually, yeah. Another little part of the story was I'd gotten in a very bad car accident, um, a couple months before Denver and I had to take six weeks off of work because I had a, um, a head injury. And I couldn't remember things that well. And I couldn't um, do math. And I have to do math in a hurry there a lot. And I couldn't get hit in the head again. And I get hit in the head up, you know, a lot by animals. So <laughs> when they don't like certain things. So it was just kind of like, you know, I couldn't go to work for six weeks. And they were fine. And I was like, okay. So this is, I'm, you know, I need to like check my ego a little bit. They're totally fine without me. And, and, I, and it's funny because when I told her, I was like, you know, I'm really... I, I want to go out and travel and I want to go to animals around the world. And she's like, I was waiting for this. She said, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> You've been watching that donkey cam for eight years. I, I knew eventually you'd go. I, I think she knew though, like after my accident, cause it was kind of, it was a very, very, very bad. Like I pretty much thought I was dying during the accident. And um, I don't know. She just kind of knew that would kind of change me a little bit. So that was kind of a, yeah. So she was kind of like, you know, I'm, really supportive and just like, I really want, you know, you to go out and do what you want to do and you're always welcome back here. And so that feels good too. Cause I can always go back and I can, and I am going to go, actually, I am filling in on Monday. <laughs> nice. <I'm> back so <laughs> yeah. So I can still like get my little animal fix in and I can, you know, keep my skills up and all that stuff and fill in when they need help there when I'm in town and yeah. So it didn't feel, I felt, I feel like I got, I got really lucky with that whole quitting situation because it, it, it ended really well and didn't, you know, close off any opportunities. Yeah. My guess is that most people listening or most people in LI are going to have a similar situation. Like my yeah. guess is that you're probably a good employee. You like what you like, you like the people you're with, you, you try yeah. hard. I mean, that's usually how people who want to go out on their own, they're not usually going out on their own because they're lazy. They're going out on yeah. their own because they're like, oh man, well, I just see a bigger thing or or a different thing in front of me versus, you know, the next 20 years doing this. And I've seen it way more often than not where someone goes into 
to quit. And, you know, they get this awesome reception from the people that they've been working from. They're like, yeah, you should do it. Go for it. You know, a lot of times people are living vicariously through you too. Like they would want to do it, but they know they just don't have the guts or they, or, or, or they just, they're not in a place where they're ready to take that step. And so you get like people who you thought might be upset or angry, really being like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. let us know, send us pictures. And then you get people sit, a lot of times saying, well, come on back. And, and like you said, now you have this cool dynamic where you can come back, you can work when you're around, mm-hmm. fill in, you know, if you want to come back for a year and, and take a full-time gig or, or part-time, you could probably do that. And I see that way often, way more often than not that you leave on good terms. And there's always that option to come back, which feels pretty good too, because it means you're wanted and you're liked, but also it gives you a little base of even if it's fake stability, because you know you're probably not going to yeah. go back full time, you're like, if I have to, I can, which is pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. That really, like, when I was having those, like, I was pretty set on leaving when I decided I was leaving, but I did have those few moments where I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? This is crazy. And then I was like, but what's the worst that can happen? I just go back to my, you know, what I was doing before. That's, you know, that's not a bad option. <laughs> it's really, right. You know, it's just not what I prefer, but it's totally fine. What, what does the future look like? Like, what is your dream? I mean, you, you must be living it a little bit because you've been hanging out uh, with yeah. animals in Mexico, but what do you see like moving forward as, as something that would be ideal for you? Ideally, I want to like travel for two months and then go home for two months or three months and work in my art studio when I'm at home and um, plan for the next trip that's happening. And then spend time with my friends and family when I'm there because community is really important to me. And I really want to be around the people that I have at home and my family, my sister and my nephew are there. So I want to have that part. I want everything. Like that was a big part of the thing I was discussing in MexX was like, I want to have it all. And I feel like I can't, but maybe there's a way to make it, you know, I've been working on finding a way to make it more affordable to travel and, you know, to still have a home base. That's what I want. So Yeah, I want to keep traveling, keep taking trips, and then come home and make some artwork around the animal um, experiences and stuff that I've had, and then try to find a way to monetize that through artwork. I'm thinking about maybe a subscription box, um, Mm. because people like those these days, and I could do something for different animals or different countries, you know, every two months, maybe, or every four months. Yeah, I don't know, three months. So yeah, so that's, I'm kind of, I'm when I go home on Friday, I'm kind of planning for like a month of creativity time in my studio. And I'm just going to really just start painting, drawing, seeing what I, seeing what, what comes out basically <laughs> and how to move forward with that in a way to make money for myself, to continue this and for the sanctuaries that I went to. I've been asking everybody what they need to, um, what they need the most help with and all the answers have been different, which is interesting. interesting. I just expected it all to be money, but it's not. Um, oh. So it's different resources and everything. So I'm going to try to find a way to, to help them get those things. Yeah. So that's part of the time at home too. will be like researching and attending conferences and stuff like that. Nice. I love it. I, and I think that's pretty in line with, with my ideal too, is traveling for a bit, you know, let's mm-hmm. say, I always say two months, one to two to three months, somewhere in there, come back home for that, maybe a similar amount of time, mm-hmm. dig in, 
do some stuff, do some work, see friends and family. You know, I certainly don't want to be on the road all the time and, and yeah. traveling because there's, there is obviously a, a, a flip side to the, the awesome part of it is that you are disconnected from people that you usually love who, who yeah. usually find themselves at home and then go out on the road again. Um, one interesting thing, I think for a lot of people, that seems like an ideal as well. You know, there are definitely people who are like, I just want to get out. I want to travel. It's fine. And then there's people like, I love that too. Sometime in, so, like in a different place, sometime back home. What do you, what are you considering? Because for a lot of people, the biggest question is then like, what do I do with my home base? Whether they own a house, rent an apartment, something like that. What are some of the options that you're considering for that? Uh, well, I rent and I had people from Trusted House Sitters staying with my cat. She's kind of a pain, my cat. She's <laughs> very cute though. She makes up for it. For me, but maybe not for cat sitters. Um, so I'm. That's kind of the thing I'm. I've struggled with figuring out what to do with you know my cat while I'm gone, and so I am thinking about because I live alone in a tiny little place, um, which is fine. But I'm thinking about moving in with a friend who has animals too, and um, she travels a lot too. So maybe we can work out a way where we take care of each other's animals um, when we're you know both on our trips and stuff like that, and it'll be cheaper that way too. So that's kind of my latest plan. Yeah. But I think there's so money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there's, there's so many options, right? Like l- let's say you yeah. didn't have the cat. One of the options feasibly, depending on, on like your rent and landlord and all would be, Hey, when I'm away, cause I mean, you, you live in a small place, like you said, but you're by the beach, which is obviously yeah. pretty, <laughs> I, I think I'm getting a theme here. You just like being by the beach. You like the beach. Yeah. And so the, and so for some people, and I know myself included, I don't have a house by the beach, but when we would travel, at least in the first couple of years, we would then rent our place out. And, and you know, usually, it, again, it came out to somewhat covering the mortgage. Sometimes it was more, sometimes it was less, what have you. Um, but again, overall, there's certainly ways to make it work where you can have a home base and, and then also travel. And when, you're, and when you're away, maybe not be eating the entire cost of your rent or your mortgage or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of what I need to work on in this little this next trip home is figuring all that out because that's kind of the the thing that's not working out the most ideally at the moment. Yeah. Just paying like rent at home and, and all my travel costs is too much. <laughs> right. Right. Well, all right. So speaking of travel, because it's always a fun little topic, what are some, I mean, for years you wanted to go to UK, you want to go to donkey sanctuary. You put mm-hmm. the donkey cam up in Denver. So we all got to see it <laughs> with our own two eyes. Okay. Um, yeah. And so we got to, to watch it for a little while. It was, kind of boring for maybe non-donkey <laughs> lovers, but uh, I, I, maybe if, maybe if you were there in the cam, if we could rewind it, watch out, that'd be more fun. But, uh, and you did that and then you were in Mexico. So you've, you've done some, and you visited how many animal sanctuaries did you visit in that first trip to UK? Cause it wasn't just the donkey sanctuary. You went popping around pretty, yeah, pretty hardcore. I went all over um, the UK there. Gosh, how many? Maybe five, six? I don't know. I went to two donkey sanctuaries, a hedgehog sanctuary, um, a big like dog and cat, all the animal sanctuary, Um, and Tiggy Winkle's Animal Hospital. Isn't that the cutest name? Tiggy Winkle's. Yeah. yeah. So you did quite a bit in the UK. And then, and then you've done quite a bit here in Mexico. What is next for you? What are you thinking as like the next frontier? Where do you want to go? 
Um, well, it was going to be Australia, New Zealand, Tasmania, but I think because that's a little bit more of an expensive place, I'm going to hold off on that for a little bit. And I'm thinking Bali. Okay. Instead. Yeah. For, I mean, for animal reasons, as well as obviously yeah. there's a lot of beach. So you're like kind of hitting your, I, yeah. I think those are your two big <laughs> things, right? Do they have animals? Do they have beaches? Animal beach. <laughs> All right. We found, we found yeah. where you live. All right. That's, that's great. That's funny. I never really put that together, but yep. All right. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> there you go. All right. So maybe Bali, do you have a, a set time set plan? No, I don't. I have a place in particular that I want to go because um, there's been so many like earthquakes and everything over there that there's a lot of animals in need um, at this one place in particular. And I happen to know people that work there. So I, I think that's probably going to be the next stop. And I think it's going to be really hard and sad, but I think it, I think it's important that they get help. Yeah. All right. So we did it once where you picked a date and there was some <laughs> pressure on you. I'm not, I'm not going to make, cause you were gracious enough to come on and do this show anyway. So I'm not going to force you, but I am going to maybe persuade you to say when might be a good time for you to go to Bali. I mean, you're coming back from Mexico. So we're recording this and you're, yeah. and you're flying home from Mexico. So it means you're going to be uh -huh. home. So what do you think? Three, three months. All Is right. Is that a good time to go to Bali? I don't even know. Hey, hey any time, all time <laughs> is a good time to go to Bali. I mean, I've heard people say like, we've been to Thailand and Bali a few times. Be like, oh, well, this is the best. Uh, listen, I, yeah, you can't really go wrong. It is rainy season, not in June, but like in the, in the winter. So like uh, I was there in November and it did rain a lot. So I think you're oh, okay. pretty safe with June. So, I mean, we could just okay. say June. Yeah, June 15th. I don't know. June 15th. Oh, there you go. I, every time I hang out with Melissa, she's just picking dates for trips. It makes me a little jealous. All right, June 15th, Melissa's going to Bali. If, it, if it's three days later, like June 18th, yeah. we'll I still give you... A you'll still get the A+. Plus. You'll still get the A+. Plus. All right, so you all heard it. June 15th, <laughs> Melissa's going to Bali. If you have suggestions on where she should go, animal yeah, hospitals, what she should do, um, let her know. I, I've got a few. I don't know any animals in Bali, but I do know some really cool places to eat and some places to stay. So I can give you those too. Oh, good. Yes. Awesome. I would love all information. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. June 15th, Melissa's going to Bali. If anyone else want, listen to this show wants to go to Bali too, yeah, let's do go. it. Yeah, let's, let's go. <laughs> I haven't been to Bali in like three years, so it's time. time. Um, all right. Cool. Well, I want to wrap up the show because we talked about a, a a variety of things, but one of the cool things that came out of this, and, and you talked about going to Denver and going to Mexico. So you've been at, at our two big uh, retreats that we've done in the last year, which is awesome. Yeah, I just wanted great. to ask you in your own, I know I cut you off there. Say it again. <laughs> I said, yeah, they were great. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you in your own words though, what have you found to be the biggest benefit of being in location? Like what does the community mean to you and how has it helped? Oh yeah. The community itself is the benefit because it's, I don't know, like I'm lucky enough where all, all the people in my life are actually very supportive of this, which I know a lot of people don't have that. And I feel really grateful for that, but, but not a lot of people have done this. So it's kind of like having people where I can ask for, you know, resources and, and help and ideas and also people that hold me accountable and, you know, really want, really want to go, you know, do the same things too. So they, they get excited and, you know, it's just like being around people that understand and they want the same things. And that's always really important to me to have like 
similar minded people. I mean, and, and everybody wants to do something different in the community too. So that's cool. Like everybody has different ideas of what they want to do as their, you know, job or their passion project or whatever um, they want to do. So it's like totally different interests, but the same kind of core want to go out and see the world and experience things at the same time. And so it just feels like, I don't know, just when you're in a room with a bunch of people that have the same ideas as you, it's like comforting, you know, it makes you feel like you're doing something right. That is a great word. It's comforting. I think because there is such a big difference mm-hmm. between being supportive and that, and like you said, people in, in your quote unquote normal life uh, are supportive, right? Yeah. They, they're, they're like, yeah, go do this. But there's a difference between being supportive and people actually understanding or, or feeling the same yeah. way. Like you, you saying, oh, I want to go to Bali and everyone else be like, yeah, me too. Let's go. I mean, that's a lot different than someone's yeah. in your life saying, yeah, that's cool. I, I, I want you to go, but not really feel, not having those emotions that you have around it yeah. um, is a big, big difference. I think it, it's the people who get it and feel the exact same way. I also wanted to ask you, because I found out, I didn't know this was happening. After Denver, there was this mastermind group that formed that I had no idea existed, which is always the best part of <laughs> people doing stuff in LI. It just happens and, and I don't even know. But then you guys came to Mexico and I realized that there was this, mm-hmm this, what did you call The lionesses, right? Is the mastermind group. Yes. <laughs> talk, talk just briefly about that because to me, that was amazing that you had, you all had formed this group and everyone is coming at it. As you mentioned, has different, is, is it different points in their life, different mm-hmm. ages, lives different places, but you share a common bond. It's grown pretty strong over the last, what would it be? Yeah. Three, four months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're always in touch and Sandy, I think Sandy's still on the call. She's in it. Um, yeah, it's just been really nice. I think we had like the WhatsApp group chat for Den, Den X and I think somebody put a call out if any of the women there wanted to, or if anybody wanted to be in a mastermind group and it just happened to be all women that responded. So it turned into, it turned into like this all women group and whoever wanted to join, I think joined. I don't exactly remember how it all happened, but yeah, I got back and I was like a part of a mastermind group and we've all kept in touch and we've gotten to be really good friends and um yeah, I think we just we discovered in MaxX we're like we think we're better friends than like a mastermind group in a way because we need to like get harder on each other to like do our you know the things we we say we're gonna do so we're gonna we're trying to do that now. <laughs> gotcha. You you need a little like fear of God put in people. They're like, oh, well, they're just they're my good friend. We ate churros yesterday. Yeah. They won't hold me accountable. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you need him to cut. You need him on your calls every two weeks just to scare people enough. And then you guys will go off and do it. Um, awesome. Well, yeah. I, I want to thank you personally, because it's been so great to get to hang out with you in Denver, in Mexico, and, and to watch his journey unfold. It, to me, it's been one of the most inspiring things that we've done inside LI as a community is, is bring people together in Denver, have you pick a date, which again, was one of the pinnacles of my experience in Denver. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, this is great. Then you went, <laughs> everyone was following it on Facebook. You're posting it in the mighty networks. Everyone got to see that you were living that out. And then we got to kind of relive that all over again in Mexico. And I guess we're going to do it again when you go to Bali. So, um, yeah, yeah I just wanted to say thank you personally. And, and from the community as a whole for, for being brave enough to pick the date, to do it, to stand, to stand up and say you're going to do it and then to follow through. It's, it's been super inspiring to watch. And I know it's been super motivating for a lot of other people out there too, who feel the same way. So I want to say thank you. And I'm so proud of everything you've done. 
Well, I want to say thank you for, gosh, if you hadn't put this whole thing together, who knows what I'd be doing? I'd be doing the same thing right now. <laughs> you I never mean, the same thing I was doing like last year this time. That's Not right. what I'm doing now. So are, are you saying that, that the LI community gets to take credit for you going and being on the donkey cam, essentially? I think so. Yes. All right. There we That's go. Fair. <laughs> Life goal achieved. Life goal achieved. <laughs> The last thing I just want to ask you, if people want to follow your journeys, and also we, we touched on it briefly, you do some incredible artwork, even though at Denver, one of the things uh, you were like, I'm not really an artist. And then you sh- were like, what do you mean by that? You're like, well, I, I don't know. I just do it as a hobby. And then you came out with the fact that you get paid for your art and it's really, really good. So um, you are an artist, whether you think it or not. Uh, can you let people know where they can like find your stuff and follow along as well? Because it's, it's really awesome stuff, the art. And also I love following your journey as well because you're getting out there and traveling. Yeah. Well, on Instagram, I am under the name Wooly Bear Travels. There's two O's and two L's in there. Um, And I'm going to have a blog. Hopefully I need to find out when this goes live so I can have my blog going by then. (laughs) That talks more about, I just wanted, I've been doing some writing along the way about the places I'm stopping. So um yeah, I'm going to have a blog and some artwork on there too. And um, also my website with my artwork is called naturalhistoryillustration.com. Um, that's more of the scientific stuff. And I'm going to try to do a little bit more kind of fun, looser styled stuff for um, this project with the animals. So I want it to be a little bit less constrictive cool. <laughs> because the, the science stuff has to be exact and perfect. And it, it's, it's hard sometimes to do that all the time. So. Nice. So we got com. That's mm-hmm. Melissa's scientific stuff. And then, which I love, Wooly Bear Travels on social media and WoollyBearTravels.com, which again, talk about accountability. She's yeah. got to get that rolling <laughs> before the uh, show comes out. So there we go. We're just, man, we're, if you're, if your lioness's group will not hold you accountable and put your no, feet to the fire. I guess I will. Um, Yeah. Between Casey and I and Jason. Yeah. We'll hold you accountable. No doubt. Wow. You guys are great. Yeah. There you go. So guys, check (laughs) that stuff out. And Melissa, I just want to say once again, thank you so much for being an awesome part of LI, for sharing your story. And uh, yeah, for just doing everything that you've done over the last, it hasn't even been that long, right? I mean, since September. So we're talking six months. You've done some crazy stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, It's been super inspiring. Oh, thank you. This was great. Thank, love you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you all for listening, whether you're on the call live or whether you're listening later to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, don't forget, you can always check stuff out, locationindy.com. You can hop on the email newsletter list if you're not a member, and then you'll know when we open it up again. If you are a member, we will see you inside the Mighty Network. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for joining us today on our very special monthly bonus episode where we highlight a Location Indie member and their story. If you're interested in joining Location Indie and learning more about what goes on in our community, check us out at locationindie.com. You can hop on the newsletter and be the first to know when the community opens up again. We'll chat with you soon. See you next time. Peace.